Okay, which is my tea? That one. Just I really love you, Grandad. Mm. <laughs> I'm glad that makes you laugh. It does, totally. So it's been a mixed week. Lots of positives. Lots of positives. It started. It's ended um, a little bit stressful, hasn't it? Which we'll go into later in the podcast. Um, Doing battle with our um, arch nemesis booking dot com. We'll talk about that later. But um, I think it's been positive. In many ways, it's been like your first or our first full week of working together in the way we imagined we would. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, those those lunches, those. Uh, impromptu business meetings yeah I think it's worked really well being able to sort of capitalize on time yeah and being able to get out and about and do some of the things that we we'd always talked about doing but never quite made it to the top of the to-do list because you were working and I was running the business um, from home and I think you know this is really going to help us push things forwards but i think it gave us an insight into that flexible lifestyle that we've kind of always talked about so that was really positive um you had a nice day yesterday, so you uh, <laughs> took the boys out for um, yeah. pizza, was it? No, five no, girls. Oh, God, it was, it was um, so whilst you were working, uh, yeah, sorry about that, all the other net gainers, um, I played hooky for the day, and um, uh, my guilty pleasure is uh, action movies, uh, action movies with Tom Cruise, um, so an action movie with Tom Cruise in the form of Mission Impossible, just put it out there, fab film. <laughs> So that was, I mean, your son's over from Dubai. Yeah, for yeah. So it was really nice to a couple of weeks. So you're able to spend some time with him and uh, take the boys out for lunch. I had a good day. You know, it was it was it was work, but it didn't feel like work necessarily. Um, That's such part, a wonderful group of people yeah, to work with, isn't it? The net gainers. Part of what we do is we we teach other people about how to invest in property and do stuff similar to what we're doing. And uh, I was running a workshop. Um, with our friend Emily, our business partner Emily, and we were teaching other people how to raise finance for their property deals in uh, in Birmingham, and that was fab. It was uh, it was a great day, really intense, yeah. really full on, um, but um, no, it was really good. Good to catch up with with Emily as well. We had some burgers in the evening and uh, got to uh, have a bit of a run out in her courtesy Tesla, which was uh, <laughs> we had all of the we all had drama. the full authentic Tesla experience and. Um, you know, not knowing if we were going to make it to the fast charger in time and uh, everything involved in that. So, no, it was a good, it was a good week. It's been a very varied week. I, oh, I don't yeah. mind a varied week. Yeah, it keeps it, well, mixes it up, doesn't it? Mixes yeah. it up, doesn't make it boring in any way, shape yeah. or form. It, you know, there's, it has been stressful. It's, um, you know, we're, we're, we always get to this stage, don't we? When we're coming towards the end of a project like Eaton House, we're, we're all in on that. You know, we've invested a lot um, and there's always that point at which, um, you sort of start scraping the barrel financially mm-hmm. as well as as well as in other ways um, before you start to then obviously open it up to guests and and start seeing the money flow the other way. So we're at that point. So it's exciting, but it's stressful. Um, and um, yeah, it's going to be a really well, this next week is going to be crazy busy, isn't it? Next We've got two weeks will be crazy busy. Next two weeks. The, the, I mean, yeah, day to day down at the hotel now. It's a sprint finish, isn't it? We've got I, I'm everything. I'm just putting out there that together. episode eleven, all you'll hear is snoring. <laughs> <laughs> are you planning a season break? Are you? Or are we going to oh, push gosh, through? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I think uh, we'll, I think we'll push through. I think we'll push through. Yeah. I think all our listeners will want to hear what it's all been about and um, whether it all you know we have a a boom summer for Eaton House Hotel when it launches. But anyway, should we get into let's the get episode yeah. proper? Okay, let's do it. 
Hello everyone, my name is Mark Winship. And my name is Caroline Winship and together we run hotels and vacation rentals across the UK. With our team. Well, of course with our team, we couldn't do it without them. And one thing's for sure, though, there is never a dull moment. Well, you can say that again. Welcome to the Secret Serviced Podcast. Are we going with the Secret Serviced Podcast or Secret Serviced Podcast? So we spent much of this week catching up with our landlord partners, didn't we? So I wonder our, what you're going to say there. I thought you were going to say as we spent this week drinking. No, we didn't, <laughs> but we did have quite a nice time with Lucy, one of our landlords. <laughs> we did. It was um, it was a lovely experience. So we, we manage um, a couple of properties actually for one particular landlord and um, we went to pay them a visit. Well, we ended up paying them because the reason we went was to um, actually onboard a new cleaner, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. So um, we've, we've changed the cleaning setup. Um, we mentioned it on the podcast, I think, a couple of episodes ago that we were making some changes and um, we are in the process of onboarding the new cleaner. So we went to meet them in person and get them all hooked up to our systems and also take Danielle over. Yeah, She's not actually yeah. seen this particular property. And um, it always helps, I think, when you're trying to sell a property or manage issues that might arise at a property if she's actually physically been there yeah. it's great that she can do so much remotely but really helps yeah. for her to have seen and I, I also think the the onboarding of your team is because everybody comes to the business with different skill set and i think you have to understand the skill set that people come with and you may automatically assume that they're fine with tech um because you know you just assume that unless mm. people are above a certain age they can use tech Trust me, they can't. And it's a case of very much hand-holding with making sure that people can get on our systems because that's the, the hub of our scalability is the mm. systems that we use. So it's very much being empathetic with everybody that's part of our team, knowing that they don't come to us with the same skills that we have. And, you know, conversely, they have better skills at doing the job they do. So I think it really helped with our cleaner down there that, we were able to help her get on the system. She could put names to faces. She knew we weren't these scary people mm. remotely. And hopefully if she does have any issues moving forward, we can just help her get those across the line, really. I think that's re really, really important. And that investment, I think, will help cement that relationship, will help, uh, will, will basically save us issues further down oh, the line. Totally, but totally. Uh, as with anything, isn't it, the quality of the onboarding is directly you know, related to the quality of the output that you get from that person, whether it's a, of a virtual assistant, personal assistant, cleaner, staff member, whatever it might be. So, yeah, I agree. I think that was a, a useful trip and it's a fabulous property. Oh, gorgeous um, property. The, the coach house down in Hambledon. I think we've really talked much about it in the podcast. It's um, a fabulous barn conversion that the owners have um, put a, a, a lot of love into, a lot of hard work into in the grounds of their house. And uh, it's in Hambledon in the South Downs. Yep, famous part of the country. for the, uh, isn't it the birthplace of, of cricket, cradle of cricket. Yeah. yeah, fabulous property. So we, uh, as we said, we took Daniel along and we stayed over for the night and it gave us an opportunity to catch up with uh, the owner of the property who is uh, loving what we're doing. You know, we've really been able to turn things around for them, um, particularly with their property over in Limington, which had no bookings when we turned it, yeah. up, turned it around. Um, and just by... Um, 
bringing a slightly more up-to-date, slightly more modern approach to management, we've, we've really been able to turn that around. So she's really happy. Um, she's lovely. She spoiled us rotten, oh, didn't she? We, yeah. we turned up the property and there was a, you know, freshly baked Victoria sponge bottle and a bottle of, bottle of wine, I think, in the house. Spot, and then yeah. she invited us up to her house and we sat in the garden and she popped a champagne and we had champagne and nibbles in the garden. And then... She took us out to dinner, didn't she? And it was a lovely evening, really, oh, really lovely evening. Yeah, Great really food, lovely. fabulous food. We're all about the food, as you know. <laughs> um, no, it was really, really nice. And it was a nice, warm feeling to to sort of hear um, the difference that we are making to one of our, our landlords, I yeah. think. So So that was, it was a productive trip. It was a useful trip. It was also a chance to get into some admin with Danielle. Um, you oh, know, on the guest comms. Yeah, just, just. No, not the guest comms. It no, was, no, no, um, the telephone thing. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, setting up our guest. Well, that's ongoing, actually. Trying to hook up our new that. telephone system. That's uh, oh, that's an ongoing saga. But um, no, it's just uh, just just ticking boxes and trying to get that all hooked up properly. But no, it was more about getting her onboarded with regards being able to create our listings um, and teaching her how to do the listings and that yeah. sort of thing and showing her where the training resources are. And it's just, it's just good. I mean, it's great. It's, it's amazing how much uh, our business do, is able to do remotely, but yeah. being able to meet face to face with Danielle, we always get that much more done. So yeah. um, it was nice to catch up with her. So that was good. And then, Further on in the week, we had a slightly different interaction with um, a couple of our other owners, didn't we, who were, um, um, who've had a, a property that's recently launched with us, a guest house that's recently launched, which has done phenomenally oh, well. amazing. Phenomenally yeah. well um, as, as, a, as a start. But um, they had a few frustrations, I think, um, around uh, the level of, of, of or, or I guess it's really clarity of understanding around what management is. Mm. You know, and how hands-on, if, if an owner wants to be particularly hands-on, where that potentially um, conflicts, if you like, with a full management service. So it's just getting really clear uh, rules of engagement. Mm. That's that's the word I'm looking for about what we do, what we look after, but also making sure that they can see that we're not just sat on our bums, yeah. you know, and, and just crossing our fingers and waiting for bookings to come because in. We and, certainly and don't do that. We certainly don't do that. And and the, the steps that we're taking. And I think it was a great... Um, well, I'd not met them before, so it was nice not to, met them. to meet them and yeah. names to faces. And I think it's always great when you actually meet those people because you understand then where potentially some of their frustrations are coming from. And you what well, we understood them anyway, didn't we? But it's able for us to put it in context and just, again, show that empathy because we're all kind of in the same boat, really, with yeah, maximising our Their bookings. frustrations weren't to do with our service. Um, if anything, you know, they, they... They want to get involved a well, little bit more, don't they? In the well, sense. I think their frustrations are, and I understand it, I totally get where they're coming from. It's difficult for everybody at, at right now, you know, the property uh, industry... Actually, no, no, it's not the property industry. It's not limited to the property industry, is it? The financial climate yeah, right now is difficult. Everybody's got fixed costs that they need to meet and um, everybody's under pressure. And, you know, clearly they they want visibility on what is being done to make sure that their asset is being optimised, which is exactly, yeah. you know, what we're all about. Um, so, yeah, we had, a, we had a Zoom call with them. There was a few sort of emails that went backwards and forwards, but then a Zoom call that really 
proved the value, I think, in face-to-face contact and having regular check-ins yes, with, with the landlords yeah. and not hiding behind, not that we were hiding behind, but um, for want of a better term, not hiding behind monthly statements and emails and messages and actually just the value of that, even if it's just a 10-minute, 15-minute mm-hmm. check-in once a month, just to, just to reassure them, if you like, look, you know, this gap that we've got coming up, you know, we're promoting that. This is what we're doing. These are the steps that we're taking. This is why we've done what we've done. This is why we have structured the prices for this month the way yeah. we've structured them. This is what we're seeing. And I think that goes a long way to reassuring landlords yeah. that we're on the case. Yeah. Oh, oh, definitely. definitely. Um, so I think that was, uh, you know, we're still growing the management side. It's taken us quite a long time to get into management, has it? Beca- because we take that responsibility quite seriously. Well, very seriously. Very seriously. I, I, I stopped myself because you would assume that everybody does getting into management, but actually a lot of people get into management as an entry-level well, strategy. Yeah, and I just management issues with, with people, you know, who's managed, managed our HMOs. And I think it helps us to have been landlords that mm. have been managed yeah. so that we can then manage our landlords yeah, we totally can still, differently to the way that we were managed. We I'm not making we myself clear. We would like we we've we've been on that side of the fence. I think that's a good point. But I also know from what I do within the property training space that so often managing other people's properties is is sort of put out there as an entry level strategy for people to get started with when they don't have any money. Mm. And I just disagree with that. And I think it's taken us a good four or five years and a significant portfolio and track record of experience before we've even really thought about going Mm. into management in a big way. Because, you know, if anything, I think we feel pressure to fill our landlord's properties even greater than we do our own. And we've got all the fixed costs and, and the, the stresses that they've got, but um, it's quite an obligation. So um, we're always looking to evolve our service. And I think, you know, we, we're looking to build in those regular check-ins now with our landlord. Oh, yeah, clients, I think it's going to really help. I, I, you know, it's going to help everybody because there's nothing worse than not feeling, not that you're not in control, but also I think it was a few episodes ago where I think you spoke about other people controlling the narrative by not replying. Yeah. And I think in this way, we would never, ever, ever want any of our landlords to feel as though you they couldn't touch base with us or yeah. they couldn't get a reply. Absolutely. Yeah. So all in all, I think it's been a, a really useful week just to touch base with our landlord clients. We've also met with a potential new landlord client, yes, which we're following yeah, up on, yeah, haven't absolutely. we? Um, so that's down in Milford on Sea, slightly different type of property than 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 is, is our standard kind of fare at the moment. A bit more of a sort of lodge, a lodge home. Is that what you would call? I it? think so. And I think the it's thing it's not a caravan, no, is it? It's a lodge. lodge. And I think the thing for us is that we very much want to open out the the whole market for people to go and stay in the new forest not just the high-end ones but you know for families that have small children and really for them it's about maximizing their holiday budget if you like and having activities on the doorstep on the door and you know the children can just run outside and play without sort of too much supervision and it just is an easy option for families with young children who perhaps are suddenly facing these great big hikes in in mortgage rates as well. So we we just want to be able to help. We want to make it as accessible to Mm. people as we possibly can, don't we? I think that's important to us. And so anyway, it was, uh, yeah, a catch up with a potential new, new management client. Um, And uh, so, yeah, it's been, it's been an interesting week, I think, in terms of growing that side of the business has been a big focus on that. Yeah, it's been good. It's been good. 
It was nice to see Kim this week. Oh, I love Kim. Oh, Swiss Army knife person. Flying, <laughs> flying, flying in, flying out, as always. I yeah. think we got a dashed five minutes with her uh, in person, didn't we, while we, we did. were down in Milford-on-Sea. And uh, it's always nice to catch up. Um, I think she was on her way to a, a house viewing. But although you saw her, didn't you, when we met with this new management client? Yes, I did. Um, and you know, to see Kim in operation, she's so professional. She just yeah. knows totally what she's talking about. She just... You know, she I'm just a little bit in awe of Kim, if I'm totally honest. Well, she's she knows amazing. she knows what she does inside out, and you know that's uh, that that's you know why we've sort of aligned ourselves really, mm. as well as the fact that we get on great. Um, so yeah, it was fabulous to see her, if if albeit a flying visit. Um, but why don't we give her a call and uh, find out what she's actually been up to this week? That would be great. Hi, Kim. How are you doing? Hi, good, thank you. How are you? Good. Really good. Hi, good Kim. to see you. <laughs> you had a bit of a drama, didn't you, yesterday? We were supposed to record this yesterday, weren't we? But um, yes. what was it, 10 minutes before we were due to record, I got a message from you saying you were stranded. Oh, uh, yes. My blooming tyre. And it's, oh. yeah, I'm probably missed independent. So I tried and tried for ages to try and sort it myself. And then I had to call in the cavalry. And I was so frustrated with myself because I oh. hate asking for help. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I wouldn't even know where my spare tire was, let alone getting halfway as far as you did. So yeah. I think it's impressive. Uh, I think Mark would Google help. Cavalry in even before. Yeah, yeah green green flag would have been called out straight away. <laughs> <laughs> can you call green flag for a tire? I don't know. I have no idea. You can. Yes. Yeah. 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 You just feel bad as a bloke sat there, I think. And uh, yeah, anyway. So, okay, well, we've got you now. That's the main thing. So yeah. how has your week been? It's actually been, apart from the tyre, it's been quite uneventful. Okay. Which is really, really quite good. There's still strange. time. There's still time. Yeah, there's still time. There is still time. Yes, yeah, quite right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like the phrase, there's nothing wrong with normal. Hmm. I like that phrase. Oh, Nothing yeah. normal and uneventful because, you know, you might get a little bit bored, but then things crack off and you think, well, actually, I should have just appreciated it all being normal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so what have you come across this week? Anything interesting come up? I'm sure there has been. Yeah, I mean, we get requests every now and again, you know, when people book and they say, well, have you got stair gates at the property? Have you got a travel cot? Have you got a high okay. chair? Yeah. Um. And there's only a couple of our properties that do. Um, and maybe it's because it's the owner's second time anyway, and they've got children, so they provide it. Um, but the the, the serviced accommodation um, properties themselves, you know, not it's it's quite common not to provide these yeah. items. I don't, and like I, I don't know whether it's... Yeah. No. I think it is a personal thing, isn't it? I mean, because if you've got multiple children sleeping in a travel cot and you've got a certain amount of time to change around the the house to the next guests you know are the travel cots or the mattresses being disinfected properly you know it's it's a it is a tricky one I mean we have got rules that we need to follow um and from a cleaner's point of view our insurance we can't erect a travel cot so if it's provided in the house we have to leave it in the bag for the guests to put up um same with stair gates we're not allowed to to put them up just in case there is any issues say a child does push on it and it's not secure and it falls down the stairs then that's on us so our insurance doesn't allow that at all um same with the the straps on the high chair obviously we have to clean the high chairs 
but straps we have to check and there's there's lots of different things there which is a bit of a pain so most of our places just say no if you need it you bring it yeah, yeah. um yeah because that adds on a whole other level to the clean because i can imagine that you know if you've got a busy day especially in the summer when people are traveling yeah. with children you've got to go to a property and think right got to check the straps got to do this got to, it adds a whole other level for you doesn't it for it really does religion. yeah and there's a lot of pressure because, you know, they are like tiny little humans. So you don't yeah. want to put them at any danger. Well, yeah. it's for all so those it's... reasons. I said I don't like providing and that sounded really mean. Um, but it's for all those reasons <laughs> that I, d- I don't yeah. I don't like providing them. And we haven't provided them up till now. And you feel bad. Um, it doesn't always go down very well when we say that we don't provide them. Although I, I never understand where someone asks what, whether we provide a travel cot, because presumably a travel cot by definition is something that you bring with you. Yeah, but you travel with, yeah, yes. But, um, yeah. We do get that request quite a lot. I'm sure we probably miss out on some bookings as a result of not providing it. But it's for all those reasons that I'm not a fan Um I blame it on the insurance. I don't actually, uh, I couldn't say that I've I've studied where we stand on insurance point of view. It's more the fact I don't like the liability aspect of that. And if anything were to happen, yeah. to be honest, like that's a really good point you raise about actually setting it up and everything from your point of view. Yeah. But even that, like even without setting it up, you know, I guess we would have a duty of care to make sure it's functioning properly, to make sure that it's a good enough model that it's, and um, you just leave yourself very open to accusations if anything should happen. And that that's a, a bit of a horror story. So yeah, yeah I, we've always kind of steered away from it, I think. Yeah. yeah, no, quite rightly so, I think. The only issue that we've had this week with the, um, a, a family bought their own pressure fit stair gates to a property. It was already pre-agreed with the owner you know, she doesn't provide it, but yes, you're welcome to bring your own just in case. Um, and this family, when they they left, so we went in to do the changeover and there was a, a chunk of plaster missing from the, the bottom of the stairs. Yeah. I thought, oh gosh, that's really strange. So I sent a picture to the owner and she said, ah, they had a stair gate. I wonder if it's that. Yeah. Um, and then when you kind of look at this, the height of it, um, and there is a little mark on the on the wooden balustrade on the other side. So uh. it's like, then do we go back to the guests and say, well, look, you've damaged the wall. Yeah. So yes, you've had to provide your own safety equipment. You've put it up, but now you've damaged the wall. Where yeah. where does she stand on that? How how does she go about fixing it? Yeah, well, that's definitely a claim back against the guests, which is easier said than done sometimes. But but that would definitely yeah. be grounds for claiming that back again. And it's you constantly evolve, don't you, when these things mm. come up and new things arise all the time. Hence the um, thinking behind doing this podcast, because you know there's never a dull moment and things just keep keep turning up that you've not experienced so far. And yet. Yeah with that situation it might be a case of in the future saying that yes absolutely you can bring your own stair gate but um just to make you aware that if there is any damage in the installation yeah. process or the removal of it that there will be additional charges just so that that is documented but she wouldn't have necessarily known to have put that because when it's the first time that it's occurred you know you're yeah. constantly evolving your your process aren't you but yeah and and with every case it, it's always very different isn't it and you can't sort of blanket say we'll charge the guests because quite often what we do is we go back we look at the booking you know and usually there's some sort of negotiation goodwill in order to perhaps secure a booking for the future you know that I don't know how much it would cost to get that in to get it fixed that sort of whatever few hundred pounds you spent might be better spent saying to the guests look there's been some damage however on this instance we're going to waive it but did you know we also have properties here 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 and here and you know we'd love to see you back again that's a good one 
you know every, every situation is so different isn't it and you know got to yeah. take each one as it comes really is that your dog yeah. coming in and out of the room yes i'm so sorry I thought, yeah I it's either no. that or it's it's lee crawling in on his hands and knees to try and not disturb <laughs> you i could work out what it was did you see this door opening and closing oh gosh no sorry it's wilson he um he gets a bit of a anxiety when he can hear me but not see me <laughs> oh he's not even coming into the room he's just at the door so oh, I just bless the dog. checking out what's going on <laughs> speaking of speaking of wilson speaking of dogs um that 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 also applies to pet friendly properties doesn't it and whether or not yeah. you install a stair gate to prevent the pets from going upstairs mm. and again that's a difficult once we've got a pet friendly property at milford on sea and we debated whether or not to put a stair gate at the top or the bottom of the stairs but then you've got the aesthetics of it and for anyone that's staying right. there i've you know you have to be a little bit mindful i was looking at actually an airbnb property for ourselves last night and I did have that initial reaction when I saw that it was dog friendly and we we didn't intend to bring Basil. So I did have that slight reaction of, uh, yeah, I'm not sure I want to go there then if it's, yeah, you, know, if you don't yeah. have a dog. So that, that is difficult. And suddenly if you've got a load of paraphernalia everywhere on the property, like stair gates and stuff, does that just keep it in the front yeah. of their mind that there've been dogs here? And like you yeah. said on previous podcasts, Kim, people might have allergies. They might, yeah. you know, whatever it is. Yeah. So um yeah it's a really interesting one and it's it's funny that 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 host sort of got a double whammy she decided not to provide it for her reasons but then got hit anyway because they provided it yeah. and did damage to the property so yeah. tricky one tricky yeah one. it is but yeah. yeah it's an it's an interesting one for hosts to have to get their heads around isn't it yeah. and a lot of this comes down to having really robust terms and conditions but that's easier said yeah. than done sometimes in terms of the follow-up on that and it depends which yeah. online travel agent they've booked it through some are better than others Airbnb where do you draw the line? Be pretty good it's what sorry it's where, where do you draw the line where you know, do you how far line? do you exactly. go with your your potential scenarios in your terms and conditions yeah that's true because actually you can come across i wonder whether sometimes we run the risk of putting guests off by being too full-on mm. and and you know it's like oh these hosts mm. sound like they're going to be a nightmare because we say right if you do this you've got to pay for this and if this happens you've got to pay for that and yeah. we're busy trying to cover ourselves and cover our assets and everything else but equally there's yeah. a balance we don't want to come across as too um what's the word too oppressive mm. when someone's looking to try and book yeah. That's the yeah. thing. Yes, you can stay in our house, but you must abide by these rules. And if you don't abide by these rules, then, you know, you're not going to have so much fun. And it's it's difficult, yeah. isn't it? You know, there's got to be a bit of leeway. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you have to also protect yourself and your assets. Exactly. Yeah. And, and guests aren't always very understanding of that. Um, or... I don't know that I'm sure they would be if they understood the situation, but they don't sort of they don't think about that when yeah. they're booking a property. And we had that with the um, what was it called? The emotional support dog request yeah. where that yeah. whole exchange with Danielle, where we just weren't able to accommodate that request because the owners absolutely fundamentally said no pets okay. in the property. So we had no choice. This is a, a property that we're managing. So that that guest basically finished off with a slightly RC comment saying, well, that's a very outdated policy. I think you should rethink it. But they won't know all of the background yeah. to that. And, no. you know, we're not going to bore them with that necessarily. It's just one of those things. Yeah. The, the owners of the emotional support dog, It's that's kind of testament to your property because they're really pushing to come into your property. And I'm sure there's yeah. hundreds that will allow emotional support dogs, but it's yeah. yours that they really want to come to. So yeah. that's kind of 
a little positive. I suppose so. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, and uh, before we let you go, we had um, we all. Well, I didn't. Did I see you, Kim? I don't think I saw you. But we, we all sort of met with a new potential um, holiday let owner, didn't we? This week, which yeah. was uh, she was an interesting character that that um, okay. that we're looking to take on a new property for, which is again a slightly different, more of a lodge. I think it's fair to call it a lodge. It's not a caravan, isn't it? And um, I'd call it a lodge. But that was that was an interesting process, wasn't it? In terms of the the time, care, and attention that that landlords often need okay. to to help them appreciate the you know the personal care that we're going to give to their property because it's a big decision, isn't it? When yeah, giving it decision. giving your property over to somebody from a management perspective, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It is, but you know, when you're when the owners are coming to you asking for help, and then then they kind of step back a little bit. They're like, "Well, I need help, but I also need you to yeah. hold my hand and talk you talk me through everything, and just yeah. like be my best friend." <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, you know, we are fully management. You know, we we do yeah. the full management. So exactly, yeah. Let us get on with it. We know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and we do want to provide that personal attention, but it it doesn't that doesn't necessarily mean that we can be a hotline and a best friend and a um, therapist and whatever else yeah. that, you know, you're, you're asked to be at different situations. I'm sure yeah. you get a lot more of that Kim than, than we do, but yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's getting the balance as with all these things, yeah. isn't it? It is. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kim. That was really a useful no talking problem. point. I think that's going to be, it's going to provoke some thought with anyone that's listening to this that is uh operating service accommodation and holiday lets is to have a think about how they're going to approach because yeah. that request will 100% come up so you need yeah. to think about how you're going to tackle that and I don't think there's any right or wrong answer it's down to your risk appetite and um, but also like you Absolutely. said studying your insurances and what you can expect of your cleaners because yes. we're all guilty of that in a way and just say Hey Kim, just you know, could you just pop over and set up that high chair? And wouldn't necessarily have thought for a second that you're not actually allowed to do that. Yeah, you know, no. according to your insurance, that's really useful. But it is worth having a conversation with the cleaners because they might have a slightly different insurance. Um, yeah. So it just it just depends what they've got. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. It's always okay. worth the chat. Thank okay. you so much, Kim. Great to no see problem. you. Thank, Thank you. you. Let you get back to your busy day. Take care. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. 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 We knew we were going to have to tackle this on the podcast this week, um, but it's it's pretty raw. It's pretty fresh. Um, we're in a dispute with Booking.com, aren't yeah. we? Um, we've not, or I guess we've hinted a few times at our love-hate relationship with, with Booking.com. I'm sure there are other operators out there that feel the same. Um, not a lot of love, I have to say, but um, I guess it's that they're, a, for want of a better term, a necessary evil in the sense that there are still many of our properties, many of our units that get, you know, the bulk of their bookings from booking.com, they just happen to be very difficult to deal with. Um, and we've got a particular issue, to be fair, it's not an issue we faced with them before, um, but we're, we're finding it very difficult, very stressful to get to the bottom of what's going on. Essentially, they owe us a lot of money, Yes, is, is the bottom line. They owe us um, best part of £10,000 in outstanding. This isn't... Um, 
So Booking.com is always a challenge when it comes to cash flow because they pay after the guest has left. And that's fine once you've started, you know, that that's a consideration when you're first starting out. But once you're into that rhythm, um, that just sort of gets uh, built into your cash flow. But um, these are outstanding payments. Mm. These are payments, some of which date down to bookings that checked out back in February. Um, and it amounts to just under £10,000. Yeah, for three properties. For three properties. And um, that, that's, you know, that's frustrating. Well, that's causing us some, some difficulties, mm. if we're honest at the moment, because we've got costs that we need to meet. Um, like I said earlier on in the podcast, we're, you know, we're forking out a lot of money to get Eaton House uh, ready, and we can't afford to have our income withheld. Yeah. And they're, they're, they are with well, they are withholding it without justification, without reason. Um, it was a glitch in their system that caused us to have to update our bank details, um, which we did, but they have subsequently missed three opportunities to pay out um, after that. We've not been, despite, well, you've spent probably about two hours on the phone. Oh, I've probably spent an hour on the phone, plus countless, yeah, plus countless messages through to um, the extranet. And I think the and, thing that, that frustrates me is I know the person I'm talking to, it is not their fault. But what I do have an issue with is being lied to. Well, I don't... No, they do. They lie to you. They tell you that categorically something's going to happen and it doesn't happen. And they know it's That's not true. going to happen. That's true. I, I, and I think it's just a big beast of an organisation. And um, it's, you know, you get... Your call gets put through to Singapore, to America, to you know this. Japan, the, anywhere. The, this is not um, a joined-up organisation, unfortunately, and you get a different answer from everyone that you speak to. They're not genuinely looking into our case with a view to trying to help. They're basically trying to get you off the call yeah. uh, and and fob you off, and you end up just going round and round in circles. There's no accountability. They seem to feel that they can withhold your money without um, impunity. Is that the word? I think it's a word. I have to look that one up. Afterwards. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, it's uh, you know, it, there, there's no sort of empathy for um, host. Now, we shouldn't be surprised by that. I'm not naive. We're not naive, um, having operated for so long and having dealt with the OTAs for so long. But um, when it's such a significant sum of money, it you know, it has implications. And so, really, sort of, it all came to a head, didn't it, towards the end of the week yeah. with us sending an official statement of intent to take legal action against Booking.com. And the other thing is, is when we spoke to them, the way the system works is they put the comments, the notes on the extranet. And when you spoke to them, they were categorically going to say these notes will appear and they mm. didn't. Yeah. but And they were going to call us back and they didn't. But you're glossing over what I've just said. We, 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 we've basically given them an official statement of intent to take yeah. legal action. And we're not going to be bullied. Hosts out there shouldn't be bullied. And we they can't just withhold our our funds for bookings that were um, delivered in full, in good faith. They're in breach of contract. and But their response to the fact that, you know, this was an official notification, essentially, is they're completely blasé about it. Okay. They're utterly blasé about it. Um, and, um, you know, we have every intention to follow through on that if, if we need to. I mean, ultimately, 
I don't want to. What I want is our is our money. Yeah. That's what I want. Um, and uh, I, but if we have to do that, then then that's what we're going to do because um, they shouldn't be allowed to get away with it. Is yeah. the bottom line. Basically. Yeah, we we have delivered our end of the bargain, if you like, in, in good faith. We've delivered our service, um, and they're trying to wrap it up. So there has been ongoing maintenance on the on the Booking dot com system on the financial system. Um, you have to go into some pretty serious small print to find out that there could be implications for the, um, you know, for the payouts mm. that, they, that, that like might affect. You've said they've missed like three payouts. Yeah, they're hiding behind that now. It's almost unfortunate that that has coincided with this because they're able to hide behind that as an excuse. Um, not that it is an excuse, but it's compounded the issue rather than caused it. They're mm. claiming, oh, it's because of this financial maintenance. No, this pre this goes back to March, mm. you know, not the last two weeks where you've been updating your system. So um, you can probably sense our frustration. Um, apart from anything else, it's just stressful having to spend hours on the phone and you know trying to uh, make people understand the situation. I, mean, I was on the phone at eleven o'clock last night to them, wasn't I? But you speak to someone, and and you know, there's no notes on a file anywhere. No. You actually have to really. You, well, you, you're very good at this. You, you basically. You, you, I'd hate to be on the other side of the phone. Listen to it and think, "Oh my god!" I, I, I slightly feel uncomfortable actually for the person on the other side of the phone. But that's why we unleash you, I think, on like, <laughs> these situations. But you know, you refuse to hang up the phone until they've literally typed out the notes in front of you and it's appeared on our screen on the extranet. Because otherwise, and they then just you don't have do to it. Take a screenshot because yeah. there was a, a... we've had messages deleted. Yeah, yeah, we've had messages. So we've had one... to take screenshots for proof. One hundred percent. We've had them. messages deleted by Booking.com. Normally, they sit in the extranet and you're able to go back and um uh, check on the status of your query and see if there's been a reply and we've just had messages that have just been removed uh, completely removed where um we have highlighted certain shortcomings like um how our bank details were changed in the first place mm. so that's a slight concern um so anyway we're in the thick of that aren't we um so i guess um we'll keep you updated with where we get to with that one i i, I, I you know i it will get sorted it will get sorted it's just the fact that um you know we shouldn't be bullied and we're we're in a situation where we, where we need those funds and they're rightfully ours and they, they have no right to withhold yeah. them so we're going to keep plugging away at that one so um i'm sure there are people out there that can relate to to this you know if you if you're having similar frustrations as we've always said we love to hear from you um yeah. ping us a message give us a follow over on instagram and uh let us know your headaches let us know what you're up to and um, hopefully we can share some war stories but also with the experience that we have got over the last few years we might be able to help if you are new to the industry so um yeah that's that's just us being open about what we yeah. our challenge this week. Yeah. The highs and the lows. Well, that's a wrap for episode nine. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe or follow the podcast wherever you listen to make sure you never miss an episode. If you are enjoying our ramblings every week and you have two minutes to spare to review the podcast on your platform of choice, that would mean the world. And it will also make it that much easier for other people to discover and enjoy the podcast too. Caroline, this week's cliffhangers. Well, um, well, the main one I think is will booking.com pay us the money they owe us? And will I still be awake by the time we reach episode 11?
Okay. Don't forget to get in touch, guys. Give us a follow and drop us a DM or a voice note over at Secret Service Podcast on Instagram. Thank you all for listening, everybody. Take care. Bye. Bye. Will you be able to say that phrase, this two lines here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on then. Be doing it now, now. Yeah, just to practice. Okay, well, Booking.com pays the money they owe us or we'll have to rain down legal hellfire on their asses. 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 It's asses. You have to say asses. It's an Americanism. You can't say asses. It's too posh. No, I have to say asses. I can't say asses. You have to say That's asses. That's a donkey. Well, they have to rain down legal hellfire.